Hi guys, I'm Hannah and I'm Ads and welcome, welcome to, to Going, Going Off Track. Join us on this podcast where we help you sports people tackle and overcome taboo social issues within sport. Come off track with us as we help you get back on track. Enjoy the episode. Hello everybody, happy Thursday. Uh, you're listening to Going Off Track with Hannah and... Adeline, hello. <laughs> Wanted to spice up the intro a bit today. Well, you're listening to Going Off Track, but without the spice because it's Happy Margarita Pizza Day, and I just think if you if you <laughs> order that pizza and not the Texas barbecue, then I'm sorry, it says a lot about your personality. Do you know what's making me laugh? What? It's actually Margarita, the cocktail. Day. Oh my god! <laughs> oh lord! But uh. It can, it can be margarita pizza day. What's okay. up with that? I'm, are you a fan of margarita cocktails? Mm, it was the first ever alcoholic drink I bought, like, okay. out. Some sentimental reason, then. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I hate tequila with a passion. Oh, uh, okay, yes. And right now I'm not really feeling like touching alcohol for a while. Oh. I'm a little bit hungover today. Yeah. Where did you go last night? <laughs> I went to the pub. I went to the Generous Britain in Loughborough. Fine establishment. Had three glasses of wine. And it knocked me sideways. Yeah, because that's not, like, a raucous amount of drink. No. But. Like, that's just classy, like, drinks with dinner, except yeah. I didn't have dinner till after the drinking. So. Yeah, see, mm, that's where you went wrong. Problematic. <laughs> um, also, happy International Recreational Sports and Fitness Day. We thought that was very topical for the podcast. Mm, very fitting. Yeah, um, so go out and do your recreational sports and fitness, everybody. Humdy go to a beer. yoga class. Go to Broga. Go yeah. to... Something exciting. Mumga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually a Thursday today while we're recording. We're sorry that, you know, it's a slightly later episode than you might have anticipated. Yeah, deepest apologies. Um, but I, I'm happy that it's a Thursday. Do you know why? Are you asking me? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> why? You aren't going to get it. Because, oh. Uh, oh my God, what's it called? Dragon's Den. Oh, it comes out today. Okay, that the is a new quite episode of Dragon's Den, which I am obsessed with. Yeah, rate that. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Snuggling down, watching that this evening. That's going to be my evening activities. Uh, what are you up to today, Ads? What have you been up to this last week? Hmm. <laughs> what have I done? Good. <laughs> well, I got a good exam result, and <gasps> I also know Hannah got some good exam results. We actually got all firsts yeah you're sitting in a room with complete well you're not sitting in a room <laughs> we're sitting in a room of complete firsts, firsts in our exams yes mic drop we were very proud ads actually lifted me up and spun me around when i came out of my room and told her and it felt yeah. very like movie like mm-hmm. quite emotional because she crawled out of her hibernation cave like a really <laughs> she, she knew what they peeled open one of my eyes to yeah. the house group chat going results are out now if and i was like if anyone's seen that video of a polar bear coming out of hibernation with its fur all around, like the body, and like it looks like it slept for like 300 days straight. That's what that I look like every morning. the visual you needed. Because yeah. she was like, I got 85 on one of them. I was like, wow, that is incredible. Oh, thank you. Well, we we both did really incredibly, but we did work hard. So, you know, hard work does pay off. Yeah. Kiddos. So, so <laughs> true, but sometimes it also doesn't. Yeah, it does. Mm, it just depends. It just <laughs> depends how the examiner or the marker was feeling that Trust. particular day. Trust. But yeah, apart from that, um, I, honestly, my memory, short term memory is really bad. 
Um, I did some relay practice yesterday because Ooh, I made fun. it on the box relay team. Um, Which actually weekend. is a massive, exciting deal. You're, you're playing yeah. that down a bit. That's so cool. I'm just going to indoor box. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to go. Sorry, that sounded really posh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm in the team, but I'm not sure 100% if I'm going to race yet. But, like, I am in the team and I'm going to travel mm. down with them. And if I'm needed, they can scoop me up and put me on the track. Do you know what I mean? You'll be ready for anything. Yeah. But, but if not... No, I get... am happy I got selected. Yeah. And if not, you get beautiful hair and a fun day out. So Exactly. Becca's going to do my hair, two braids, and I'm going to have the Loughborough Colours bows in my hair. Which I loved because Ads did the steel cup. Wait, have we spoken? To I don't you think we have because we just cup. had guests. Oh yeah, so we so ads did the steel cup. How many weeks ago? Like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, now. a couple of Wednesdays. Yeah, which we did talk about the fact that she was gonna do it, um, and now she's done it. And yep. she had beautiful, like Loughborough colour ribbons in her hair. Yeah, and I was like, where did you get those? I know that was like the team cohesion we needed. Like that's the first team event I've had at Loughborough mm. for doing AU athletics, and I think they need more of that because I met so yeah. many people. I had a few like. Loughborough teammates come up to me in the training area and say they love the podcast I was like that's that's so nice like I'm so happy yeah um, it's so cool but like yeah I met a, a lot many more friends and mm. girls that I may not have seen at the track if I just go to training at my scheduled time and yeah. it was just really nice and we won and we won the steel cup and I came third in my race overall out of like which 60 girls and then we came second in the relay so yeah big wins for ads and did you get to touch the steel cup I didn't know, um, but like, whatever. <laughs> You're part of the team. Um, yeah. I actually do agree. I feel like athletics needs more, like, team events. No, 100%. You know? It's hard because everyone's, like, training all the time and everyone's yeah. busy. But, like, it would be fun to just do, like, fun team competitions at the track. No, I, so, I To really meet agree. more people. Yeah, just to meet, yeah. Because sometimes I feel left out because we don't really have a team the way that a lot of team sports do. Yeah, do you know like I mean? we don't have like the winning Wednesdays. I mean, it, the Steel Cup was on a Wednesday and we did win. Same. So, but <laughs> when you do get a Wednesday, you win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, because it's very individual and stats based. It does you do get in your own head sometimes, mm. and it's nice to have a team sport. So. Yeah. Um, kind of segueing on from that, uh, shall we go into sports story of the week? Yes. I believe you wanted to tell us about British champs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So for some, yeah, just for some context, uh, this weekend was the UK British UK British. They mean UK championships. <laughs> UK yeah. championships for athletics indoor. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to highlight a few like uh, performances, especially from Loughborough athletes. Mm-hmm. Three people in particular. So first of all, one of my good friends, Lily Holland, won the triple jump. Woo! Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, she got over 13 metres indoor. I was on her last jump. I also watched her do the long jump a couple of weeks ago. And it was, I think she got quite a few no jumps, but she like pulls out the bag with the last jump. She just, yeah. just you know, gathers I feel like herself. that's so like commendable because some people oh, fall definitely. to pieces on the last jump. But to be able to like dig deep and find it when you really need it is i I watched her jump as well Mm. incredible yeah (laughs) but yeah because often people you get too nervous for the last one you think oh if you've got a few no jumps then you're just so nervous to get that last jump in then it often doesn't fall into place Mm. but yep pulled out of the bag british champion what was it 1306 right i think so yeah (gasps) Imagine jumping 13 metres and 6 centimetres. That's far. <laughs> yes, That's like longer than our living room. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've got to put it into context. But yeah, um, also 
Archie, who I trained with, won the men's triple jump as well. So like Loughborough sweeping it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, he jumped incredibly. I don't actually know the, the, the distance he got. No, I don't either. Yeah. Awesome jumper. Well done, mm. Archie. And then finally, leading on from last week, Molly Cordry actually jumped even higher. She got four metres 85, I think. Yeah. New world lead again. Um, absolutely incredible British champion. And those three are Loughborough athletes, so... It's actually yeah. insane. And I feel like... I've, because we, like, know some of these people, and even if we don't know them, we see them around, mm-hmm. it's you forget to, like, contextualise the fact that they're literally the best in the UK. Yeah. Right now. I know. You've got to actually put it into perspective. That's wild. Like, that's so incredible. And Owen Hurd won the pole vault as well. And he's a Loughborough athlete. I saw him at the track the other day. I was fine. <laughs> he did, probably didn't realise. He was watching me pole vault. He was like, who is, who is this? <laughs> but I was like, woohoo. That's so good. But um, I think I saw a stat that 17 Loughborough athletes got medals at British yeah. Champs. That's an insane amount that's probably like half the medals but also what does that put into context how important facilities and money are Mm, yeah absolutely in making your way into the sport and you could argue that the sport is very is not meritocratic in that sense but that is being devil's advocate yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought i thought you were gonna carry on well but no i no i fully agree with you yeah like obviously you could also argue like not cause and effect but the other way around the best athletes come to loughborough therefore they will carry on being the best with these facilities Mm. or you could argue you know athletes that have potential come here and they make it because of the facilities but you know it's one of those it's great for loughborough and it like obviously puts us on the stage and it's great for the club and everyone who comes here is a really talented athlete and like you say it's partly because people who are good are drawn to Loughborough yeah that's it because of the facilities and the funding that you get and you just and then it takes them to the next level yeah and you just don't get that at a lot of other universities so it is like it's just next to none here <laughs> what are you need? this is like an advert for Loughborough yeah. yeah um my sports story is also in the athletics realm, of course, this is a very athletics-focused podcast this week. We are athletes, so it yeah. does interest us. <laughs> um, it's actually about the change in, or the potential proposed change in the long jump board, or the long mm. jump takeoff. I don't know if you've seen yeah, this. Yeah, I have. So it's basically the CEO of World Athletics has proposed a change from like the normal wooden board that you see with the line, that if you break it, it's a no jump, mm-hmm. to like... A takeoff zone where if you take off in that zone, your jump will be measured from the front of your foot. So it could yeah. be anywhere within that zone. Um, and that's like a massive change to a sport that has been around for near enough 150 years in pretty much the same capacity. Yeah. Like that, it changes a lot about the technique and kind of the precision that people train so hard to get and this is why there's been a lot of backlash so the reason the change was proposed is because at the 2023 budapest world championships a third of the long jumps in the whole competition were no jumps Mm -hmm. and there's been kind of a slow decline in people's interest in the competition so they're basically looking for new ways to spice it up and keep spectators entertained Mm -hmm. so they wanted to basically remove the amount of no jumps there would be because i'm assuming there could still be a no jump 
if you don't take off in the zone. Yeah, absolutely. But I also don't know how big the zone is. So it could be like two meters. And then yeah. if See, you miss it, like... I have a few pointers with this, like, yeah. to, to talk about. We no, spoke about this at training. And so first of all, I'm really happy that they're making advancements with it because... Uh, it's been a been a discipline that's been neglected in the modern mm, times yeah. like it hasn't really kept up with the times um so first of all having a zone is great i think it means that you're not going to probably stutter with your run up as more as much mm-hmm. you're probably going to be more confident in your takeoff that you're going to hit the board so yeah. going to think you're going to be in the zone most of the time so you're then going to want to put everything into each jump because yeah. often if you think you're going to be over once you know you're over you don't put as much effort in Mm, because you're like oh well it's going to be a red flag but on the other hand how on earth are they gonna what are they gonna do with the board so is it gonna be one massive board is it just gonna be track yeah like also people intrinsically have the feeling they're gonna jump well if they hear the The audible clack of the board and when you hit the board it makes you think oh i've got got this precision perfect i'm gonna absolutely execute this jump but if you don't have that noise i i honestly don't think people are going to jump as far in this zone i i kind of agree and i hadn't even thought about that like the mental thing of hearing the like clack of yeah. the wooden board and also it is springy yeah. like yeah yeah it is it's different to it, because it has less give so it's like more of a solid surface so solid, yeah, yeah what do you because also if you want to take off right at the front of the zone you can't run on wood for two steps. It's dangerous and slippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's loads of nuances that I don't think they've thought about. And also one thing that Jasmine Sawyer's, because there's a lot of kind of high-level long jumpers who have come out mm-hmm. to actually complain a lot about this. And I do think it's a lot to do with the fact that these people have been training for a specific type of jump, the way that they know how to do it, you train a lot for that precision, that moment, that hitting the board. And to take that away feels like a waste of all their training. But also yeah. people have been saying it takes away a big a big skill that you that is required to complete a long oh, jump. Definitely, yeah. I mean, a big part of training is we're going to do run-ups today. You're going to yeah. focus on precision and cutting your step down towards the board and keeping your head up. And mm. that's a huge part of training that you're essentially going to take a skill away. Because yeah. like, a skill is having precision on the board. Yeah. So. Um, and also implementation at grassroots level where there's not like technology to record where the foot is being taken off and yeah how and are then you gonna measure know? how are you gonna know so there's lots of like negatives that people have been lashing back and i actually i agree with a lot of the negatives but there also are some positives like you say people don't have the fear that they're gonna no jump and so you'll probably see a lot bigger jumps and also just measuring someone from actually where they take off like there's probably been world records that could have been broken if jumps yeah. had been measured from the front of people's foot since forever definitely do you know what i mean definitely so it's quite an interesting debate in the athletics world but i do think it's nice like you say to see long jump in the spotlight or at least that people are thinking and caring about it and yeah. trying to actively Make it better for spectators. Trialed, definitely. I'm glad it's being trialed, but also it's going to take away the the narrative that people use in competitions. If they don't do do too well, they're like, "Oh, well, my no jump was my furthest jump." It's like, girl, how did did you know that that it was your furthest jump? And I mean, great excuse, but (laughs) you're going to be spotlighted now. Yeah, (laughs) no more lies. 
<laughs> I also wonder if they do the same for triple. For triple yeah. jump. Because can you... Yeah, like... Why you, is long jump going to be different to triple? Yeah, like that feels quite Why don't we weird. have to hit the board and not the long jump? <laughs> I, would, I would be annoyed. <laughs> I would that's, be annoyed. That's a very good point, you know. And like, I feel like it would be more difficult for triple jump because mm-hmm. you've got like the different takeoff boards and whatever else. But yeah. a lot of people chop and change between triple and long. And it would make it really more, much more oh, difficult if there was yeah. more differences between the two yeah. disciplines, you know? Yeah, you'd have to split your training into specific long jump uh, <laughs> runway drills yeah. to triple jump long runway drills. Whereas currently they are pretty much yeah, the same. similar, yeah. Um, but as a spectator, I quite like... It, it sounds really bad because obviously the people who are doing the no jumps will be sad about it, but yeah. I quite like... The, the risk factor. drama yeah. and the risk. And it's like, oh, God, that, that was close. Mm-hmm. Do we know if it was a long jump? If it was not... A, 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 if it was a long jump, yeah. I, it was probably a long jump. A yeah. no jump or a not no jump. Um, so I don't know how this is going to go. But they're trialling it for a year. And they're trialling it on the world stage. Yeah. So the CEO of World Athletics has said that if it's bad and if the... Com- I don't know how much of the competitors opinions they take into these kinds of decisions i think it just matters to them if spectatorship goes up or down or it's what all the about commercialism unfortunately uh, which i think is why some of the athletes are a bit miffed but um if it doesn't work if it doesn't do what they think it will do for the sport then they'll scrap it so mm-hmm. i think it will be interesting to see i mean it definitely definitely spices it up a bit yeah it's definitely <laughs> so something interesting looking forward to see what has happened um or yes. what happens with that i also before we moved on wanted to quickly just mention kelvin kiptum and his yeah. really really sad death mm-hmm. last week um he was the marathon world record holder just just above two hours i think two hours 35 seconds yeah. that he ran it in and um, he was just 24 when he died in a car crash with his coach in kenya uh and just to say that he's an incredible athlete and yeah. his loss in the athletics world will be really really missed mm-hmm. and to all his family as well yeah but he's created a legacy that's never gonna die and yeah. yeah he's absolutely incredible and it's just absolutely tragic because of all the exceptional goals he had which i'm sure he would have broken but mm. yeah just feel like it's important to mention him as yeah an absolutely sensational athlete that will be remembered forever yes um and on that note Shall we move on to today's topic? Yes, let's okay. move on. Uh, do you want to introduce today's topic? To yes, so listeners? we had a bit of a brainstorm with the house and we decided it would be a great topic to, because it is very individualised, to talk about pre-match nerves and pre-match routines and how we deal with these things, mm. how we can kind of have the peak of our nerves to fit facilitate performance how does one go about that but also our nerves are good or a bad thing yeah let's find out i actually agree we we did sit down with the house and had a really like interesting chat about this so we were like oh this is gonna be a good podcast topic because you like you say nerves are literally a universal experience but they're mm-hmm. also completely individual to every athlete and yeah. person like everyone gets nervous but everyone deals with it in different yeah. ways um we started off by asking on the Instagram story what your pre-match routine is or how you might deal with nerves. So should we read out some of the listeners' yes, responses? Um, we've got one here that says country music. She's a little bit 
country. See, I rate that because <laughs> that's just like nice, soothing music and it just probably yeah. makes you quite happy and content. Yeah, I love a bit of country music. Also, some country music is really like pump you up. It's all really positive and good vibes. Yeah. Um, but I guess that also goes to say that you, like any type of music, you can listen to whatever music you want. Depends on the day, depends on the mood. Yeah. And also like what makes you feel comfortable and if that yeah, be country absolutely. that'd be a little bit of dolly parton singing yeah. in your ears and that's just fine yeah and we've also got one that says isolation from anyone who doesn't need to be with me mm-hmm. and that's totally valid as well i mean yeah. i've sometimes wanted to kind of get away from people just be in your own thoughts have some solitude just you know accept what you're feeling within that moment you yeah. don't really need anyone else there talking to you unless it's really gonna like benefit you yeah and like looking in especially if you're an individual sports person just being able to visualize what you need to do Mm -hmm. and removing like other people's expectations or thoughts or opinions because they can like get busy in your head and mentally drain you for sure but on the other hand um we've got another one that says be silly and goofy with friends which Mm -hmm. i actually relate to quite a lot because it can be a nice distraction if you're not talking about the competition that you're about to do if you're not talking about what's at stake if you are just having fun it serves to like relax you and basically take your mind off it for sure so it that goes to show again people are really different and deal with things in really different ways and nothing is right or wrong when it comes to nerves absolutely um we've got a few to do with breakfast, eating a massive breakfast or having a yummy breakfast. And I think <laughs> that kind of ties in with having a little, you know, personal routine that you like to stick to, you know, a comfort food. Maybe it's Weetabix or cereal. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're eating that breakfast, everything's going to be OK. You know, your taste buds are happy. You're happy. You're getting your fuel. Yeah. You know, it's just nice, isn't it? It's what you do every other day. Like, so, you know, you know, this day is not that much of a big deal compared to all the other days absolutely (laughs) also start the day off right Mm -hmm. um we've got hug from my girlfriend yeah (laughs) i agree anon that's really nice you'll never guess who said that (laughs) yeah Um, thanks toby (laughs) everyone listened to the podcast last week they know who has the soppier boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, so true but like that again goes back to like being silly and goofy with friends similar it's just having people around you having the right people around you in your I space so. and relaxing you mm-hmm. I, like that. <laughs> I swear i swear he's replied to another one of our stories before with the exact same thing yeah that was like <laughs> self-care <tips. laughs> so there's a few well one that says slay hairstyles and one is always tie my hair the same i agree yeah fully yeah, I just think it's another comfort thing, isn't it? Like, also, what we said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, when you look good, you feel good, you perform good, you know? Mm-hmm. You know that you are absolutely slaying. Yeah. You are the boss girl, you know? Look good, and you will perform better. It, it just will happen. Do your makeup, put some mascara on, you know? There might be a camera at the competition. Yeah, and then you can get... Even if the competition goes badly... You come away with amazing pictures. Absolutely. <laughs> and no one need know how you performed. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Um, we have make a playlist to listen to before every game. Another one saying banging tunes, kind of similar to the country music. Yeah. Like having music in your ears if you want to have some solitude, but you don't want to just be alone with your thoughts. Yeah. That's a good thing. Absolutely. To pump you up, get you feeling good. Also, 
going for a walk and getting fresh air around the complex to mm-hmm. let me to let myself talk out my feelings yeah that's a good one goes back to the solitude mm-hmm. and being alone with your thoughts and just having your own input into yeah. what's about to happen and letting yourself feel those thoughts it's not a negative mm-hmm. yeah completely whatever yeah whatever you're feeling on comp day in that moment is valid and okay yeah and there's no point in trying to push it down and because yeah. it will just volcano up absolutely at some point Someone's put, weird one, but always got to brush my teeth before I leave for a game. Otherwise, I feel like I play awfully. It's not a weird one. I mean, just it's something you're caring for yourself. You're caring for your body, right? Mm, And it's just nice because you feel ready. Like, when you know, when you brush your teeth in the morning, you feel ready for the day. That can be the same with a sport. It's just that psychological sense of readiness to perform. So, yeah, I like that one. Hence why I was running around this morning trying to find my toothbrush so I could clean my teeth yeah. before we left. That <laughs> like, is just a basic human need. Yeah, like also, <laughs> I don't want to sit opposite you and like breathe on you and then I've, you'd be like, girl, it's, it's always been fine, don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> um, no, but again, it also goes a little bit back to like superstitions and things. If you do that one thing and you feel like that's what helps you and that's what puts you in the headspace, puts yeah. you in, in the zone then that's fine. Absolutely. If it, Even if it's placebo, placebo effect is still an effect. It still works. I want to ask you, Hannah, though, mm-hmm, what, yeah. what would what would your pre-match routine be? And do you have any ways that you deal with your nerves? Do you even get nervous? Um, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I? I get really nervous. Not always. It does depend on the competition and the day. I was really nervous for my pole vault competition the other day because um, I hadn't pole vaulted in so long. That I was like, and I didn't have a coach there or anything. So I just felt like it was just me. And I didn't know how it was going to go because I had no like prior kind of marker mm-hmm. to judge it off. Also, when I was really, really nervous at the Olympic Park, oh, yeah. that's when I fell over. And I, I do think, like before I had, before I fell, I was thinking, oh my God, what if I fall over? What yeah. if something horrible goes wrong? Like I was thinking all those things mm-hmm. and it happened. And I'm not saying that I like, I'm a prophet and I prophesied it into happening. Yeah. But like, I do think that if you, if that's what I was like visualizing and seeing before the race, you know, it was kind of bound to not go as well as I hoped. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do get nervous. And when I get nervous, I get like shaky and my heart goes really fast, which is obviously not helpful for when you're trying to relax and race, especially your heart needs to work normally to be good at a sport. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I try and be really prepared because I get really stressed if I'm rushing and if I'm overwhelmed and often I am and I've lost things or I can't find things. So I always prepare the night before and yeah, I'll that's a good one. make myself like my lunch or the food that I need for that day. Mm-hmm. But I'll also treat myself to like snacks that I like and foods that I know I'm going to want to eat because you said to me the other day that when you're nervous on comp day, you don't always want to eat. And I find the same. So I try and buy things that I don't get very often and that i am gonna really want to eat even if i'm feeling nervous yes um i always wear my compression socks my like long knee-high compression socks i don't have shin problems but i really like them (laughs) and it just makes me feel in comp mode um and i try and yeah have nice hair and make myself look and feel like put together yes because you know it's like the fake it till you make it I feel like 100%. if I look and f- like if I look put together, yeah. I can walk around and pretend that I'm not absolutely. I love that. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna fire it right back at you. What is your pre-comp 
routine how do you combat nerves if you get them yes well, <laughs> i definitely do get them i think um i've <laughs> probably been through cycles because we've been athletes for so long mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've always consistently been nervous because it's always been competitions indoor yeah. competitions outdoor competitions matches I, so i think you actually just become resilient to them <laughs> you know you're yeah. gonna feel them so you just kind of accept that mm. um I don't have a set routine. I often t- should eat, but I don't because I get very nervous that mm. my stomach kind of stops, you know, digestion. Doing the digestion Because thing. it's in literal fight or flight mode. <laughs> so my dad's like forcing a sandwich down my throat. And your body's like, why aren't you running? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I even felt I went to London a few weeks ago to compete and... As soon as I got to the start line, I just felt my legs go jelly, and I was, just, <gasps> and it's a horrible feeling because you feel so helpless. It's and I was like, "Well, worst. there we go. I'm not going to get a PB now because I I can't even move my legs when I'm telling them to move." You know that sinking feeling where you feel your heart's gone to your feet. It's kind of like that, and yeah. like your whole body feels like it's, it's just, just it's just numb. Um, it's weird. Um, yeah, I just uh, like you say, I make myself look nice and feel okay get yeah, stuff do. i think it's just controlling what you can control letting go of what you can't control i still don't let go of what i can't control but mm. it's just kind of trying to trying to believe that um and i don't listen to any music personally i've yeah. never tried to it's probably because i don't want to try something new now because <laughs> i've just been set in stone that i don't i'm just yeah alone with myself <laughs> um <laughs> doing my warm-up but yeah that's it really yeah i I don't know about the music thing. I don't listen to music before comps either. Yeah. And all the other, like, like, all the time else, I'm either listening to music or a podcast in my headphones. Yeah. But it's the one time before a comp. Because I actually do do quite a lot of self-talk, like, positive self-talk. Like, obviously, you can have really negative thoughts, like I said when I was at, when we were at the Olympic Park. And I was like, what if this happens? What if this happens? Oh, yeah. my God. Like, it's going to be so bad if it all goes wrong. I'm yeah. part of a team. Um but I try and combat those things with like actively doing positive self-talk and like reframing those things to being like, well, no, you know that you've trained for this. You've practiced. Trust yourself. Also, it doesn't matter if it goes wrong because this is not the last time we're going to compete. And yep. so I try and do a lot of that. And I feel like if there's Taylor Swift blasting in my ears, that's grand, but that's yeah. not helpful. <laughs> yeah, she's overriding your positive self-talk. Yeah. Like, girl, stop. I also, you saw me at the comp um, the other day laying on the floor. Because I, I do a field event. And I mean, I know that you do with triple jump. But obviously, you've been doing more running recently. Yeah. So it's slightly different. But between jumps, I will just lay on the floor and try and deep breathe and just get my heart rate normal and yeah. trick my body into like that it's resting. Yeah. Like in bed. No, that's good. <laughs> Fine. Gaslighting your body. <laughs> Literally, I'm so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, mm, red flag. But uh, no, yeah. Interesting though. I like the individual sides to making yourself feel ready for pre-match yeah. competition. I think with nerves, generally... What's really annoying about them is that they come out at the most important moments because they're brought on by things like spectators, your own high expectations, your mm-hmm. coaches or your team's high expectations. And all of those are heightened in situations where you're at really important competitions yeah. and important moments. So it's like, how do you combat that and make those important competitions feel like just another training day? How, how like how do we do that yeah and for sure that's what we're gonna try and talk to you about a bit yeah now kind of how do you combat those nerves when you feel them because everyone does and they're super mentally draining physically draining we want to get rid of them or not get rid of them but 
fight them away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I firstly wanted to say that you have adrenaline pumping through your veins when you're nervous. Um, and that, like you say, it can do the jelly legs and make your heart go really fast. But also adrenaline actually can be a good thing. You know, you say you go into fight or flight mode. If you're about to run a 100 meter sprint, it's quite good to be in fight or flight mode mm-hmm. because your body's working at its max. It's just about trying to be able to control that adrenaline and enhance it and almost take it as a positive. If you're feeling your heart racing and you're feeling yourself be nervous, don't go down the negative spiral and be like, oh God, it's going to make my competition really bad. Think about the fact that actually you could harness it and use it to your advantage. It's just also about staying relaxed and trying to keep calm when you're not racing. There's a lot of athletes who do actually quite like the nerves that they get. Molly Cordry, who we talked mm-hmm. about, is a really good example. She she's like she thrives being in front of a crowd. Yep. She thrives when all her family are there. She loves the cheering. And I know not everyone has the ability to just do it naturally. But it's about maybe reframing those moments where you've got lots of people in the audience and being like, wow, I'm lucky that I've got this. I'm, yeah. I'm lucky that these people are behind me and they're rooting for me. Yeah, I like that. I think because I, I learned about social facilitation or social inhibition. Mm-hmm. So some people do, like you say to Molly, um, she she thrives with those people. And some people actually don't. They get too nervous and yeah. maybe the inverted you of arousal, they're, they're, it's too much for them. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah. But I think there are ways to combat this, like in, in training. Obviously, if you do want to make it to a high stage, you're going to have audiences, you're going to have your family there. So yes. you've actually kind of got to restructure this a bit. You have got to make sure they are facilitating you. So if this is doing building your way up with comps, having more and more people watch you mm-hmm. um, in training, making it more like a competition, like it's quite nice when I, when I have my sessions is... Um, is we make it into a bit of a competition. We split each other into, um, we do plyos and who can get the furthest. And, and I think we all make people clap and we all kind of make make it like there is an audience there. Yeah. And that's good because then that attributes to a real life situation. So mm. yeah, trying to make sure that audiences do facilitate you will really be a positive. Yeah, it's like um, doing a mock exam for your GCSEs. Yeah, that's you know? why we do it. <laughs> like you, the, when you do your mocks, once you've done it once, it's less scary when you do the real thing, you know what to expect. Yeah. So it's like, mock up those competition situations. Absolutely. Once a month, if you're doing a training session, ask people to come down and watch. I know the hockey boys do it a lot. Yeah. They will play games against other teams for mm-hmm. their training sessions. They'll just have a game. Yeah. And that is like imitates what they then go and Absolutely. do on a Saturday or a Wednesday. You've got to. Yeah. You can't hide away from it. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I agree. I like that one. Um, I've talked a bit about it already, but there's a thing called cognitive reframing, which is basically what I was saying about when you get negative thoughts, <laughs> we've both written the same thing down. Yeah, well, it's a good one. Yeah, pitch in whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you get those negative thoughts and it's actually a therapy technique that is used for people who suffer from anxiety disorders and other mental health issues. So this can be applied to all forms of life but it is like widely used in sports by sports therapists um so you take those negative feelings which you know they're probably dramatic statements that you're telling yourself in your head and Mm -hmm. we all get them like it's it's not wrong of you to be saying like bad things to yourself in your head because you know we like to prepare for the worst and things but it's then 
sitting there with that thought and thinking, is that actually true? Or is that my brain going into overdrive and then reframing it? So like, for example, you might be telling yourself before a competition, oh my goodness, I'm so nervous and I always choke under pressure. Well, you've probably competed before and you've probably not choked every time. So tell yourself, no, I have actually performed well under pressure before and I will be okay. It's changing those negatives into Mm -hmm. positives. I mean, I completely agree. It's telling yourself instead of taking the nerves to be like, I am excited. Like saying it out loud, I am excited because you can actually trick your body. Oh my God, yeah. And um, if you say it out loud, it's almost, it's like that thing. If you smile, it automatically releases those, those good, (laughs) those feel good hormones like oxytocin. If you just smile, like practice it now, everyone, just smile. Everyone smile with us. And you will actually feel happier. Um, so if you say I'm excited you tell yourself this is excitement not nerves you can reframe your whole body and Mm. you can use those nerves to your advantage you're excited now you're you're going to enjoy this yeah it's gas gaslighting your body essentially essentially (laughs) that's what it is is manipulation but it's therapists earn hundreds of thousands of pounds a year teaching people this technique and we're doing it right here for free there you go (laughs) but no I like that one Um, yeah I think that's and I think like more recently in life because i've been doing i mean we've like we're always everyone's always doing things that push them out of their comfort zone and make Mm -hmm. them a bit nervous and i have been using yesterday i did a presentation at an open day to lots of parents of like prospective students who might come to loughborough and i was so so nervous and i actually used this i was like telling myself oh my god like what if i like stumble over my words and i was like yeah hannah you can speak like yeah. you speak all the time you do a podcast mm-hmm. you don't like you're you're gonna be also, fine if you did stumble what was gonna happen were you gonna get thrown a rotten smart at your head? <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe if they had them in their bag <laughs> no, but like no genuinely i i think that kind of leads into another point about think about the worst thing that could happen mm-hmm. i guys i fell over in the olympic stadium in front of two thousand people i I live to tell the tale. And now what's happening? We're using it for marketing purposes. (laughs) I genuinely think that in my head, that was probably the worst thing that I thought could have happened. And it happened. And I just got up, carried on, had a cut knee. We finished the race. No one was mad at me. Everyone was like, oh my goodness, are you okay? Even the other competitors, the minute that we all finished running our leg, they turned to me and they were like, oh my goodness, like I hope you're okay. Like yeah. no one was like, huh, huh, sucker, you yeah. just fell over." Yeah, I think it's think of the worst thing that could happen, mm-hmm. and think about how how bad is that actually? What's yeah, a- what's actually going to happen? The world is not going to end. No one's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay, and you'll get past it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that at the end of the day like you will forget about it it's gonna sting but mm. days go by weeks go by and you'll look yeah. you'll look back and you'll laugh and you'll think well it happens to everyone yeah but everyone could has probably had a a moment in a competition or in a race yeah. in, a, in a match or a game that they're playing where they've thought oh god that's pretty awful mm-hmm. you might think about it for a week a couple of weeks you get over it 
you always get over but it. But certainly everybody else has forgotten about it. You yourself oh, will yeah. be the one that remembers it the most and everyone's moved on. A hundred percent. I mean, also, you think about people like Femke Boll in the mm. uh, 400 metres, 400 metre hurdles. Yeah. She is one of the... I mean, she's just broken a world record yes. indoor 400 metres and she is just incredible. She has had a couple of times in her career on the world stage where she's just lactic up right at the end of the race and literally face slammed over the line mm-hmm. into the track and no one looks at her and goes she fell over everyone's like wow she crossed the line and finished the race yeah. even though she had lactic like no one no one thinks about it as badly as you think about yeah, it definitely and i think something similar to that is just the acceptance of failure the majority <laughs> of pre-match nerves surround thoughts on fear the fear of failure and performing badly yeah. so if you just accept that failure is going to happen okay like one time you're going to lose a race one time you may trip up over a lace oh that rhymes um she's a poet it's going to happen okay it happens to everyone so if you just accept that that could happen that lessens the heaviness of the thoughts because you are going to be thinking about what if i fail well if you just accept that it could happen then you can move on and you can think well let's just see what happens okay Okay, yeah. let's just be just enjoy the moment because that's the reason you're on the pitch that's the reason you're on the track is because you enjoy the sport yeah and part of sport is not knowing what's going to happen that's part of the yeah, thrill of the it excitement. all <laughs> so again it's like reframing it from anxiety to excitement and i also think i don't know how you feel about this but i quite like befriending people at my competitions yeah like if you're on the start line or in the warm-up area or like for pole vault and triple jump, when you obviously do quite a lot of sitting, waiting between your jumps. Um, I like building rapport and friendships with the other people who I'm competing with, even if I don't know them. Because having people who you feel comfortable around and feeling like the competitors are also supporting you. Because people are always so nice on the start line of the race, generally. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> but yeah. like for the most part, I mean, that's how that's how we met. That's literally how we met. Yeah, because we spoke to people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree Like with like you. Um, when I'm in the cool room, I'd like to talk to people. But also, I have a crippling fear of rejection, like a one-eyed kitten at Battersea Dog Shelter. <laughs> like, I literally, when if people don't look at me or don't <laughs> smile at me and I smile at them, I'm like, okay, they hate me and now they're going to beat me as well. And then I also feel like I shouldn't have even like made the effort because i'm like oh, of course they're going to be in the zone why should i distract them but i just i do like talking to them like i'm that girl that's like <laughs> are you nervous because i am he he yeah he he what what are you doing after the race are you going yeah, out with your- like, just leave me alone please <laughs> yeah. it obviously depends because people have different routines and different ways of getting in the zone yeah but i do think it's nice to feel like you have support around you in that moment where you can feel so isolated and lonely this is like especially for individual sports because obviously in team sports you have your team around you yeah but in individual sports you've got to make it work you've got to make (laughs) ties meet (laughs) make the best of a bad situation um but obviously that's not for everyone but that's just something that i think you know in the cool room in the warm-up area if you feel like you want to chat to someone take your mind off it just feel like you can relate to other people and make your competitors less scary and make them more real and personable to you that's a good way of doing it and i know that not everyone might be receptive of that but a lot of people are 
and no one's as mean as you think and if they don't smile at you and they don't want to talk to you it's probably not because they don't like you it's probably because they just like solitude <laughs> yeah so yeah, okay. no, that makes me feel better there you go <laughs> um i also do you have another one you want to say before i carry on well if it leads on then carry on i mean it doesn't at all okay well i was just gonna talk about like <laughs> just like little foods or drinks that may give you comfort i mean i sometimes use rescue remedy and this has helped me especially on my driving test because <gasps> i've never so i've I done about sport. To say the same thing i've literally done sports since i was like what five six and the most crippling anxiety i ever felt was before my driving test same. so that that shows a lot i probably don't get as nervous as a lot of people for like a sport mm. but um yeah for that i was actually consuming a lot of rescue <laughs> remedy and i found out it's actually alcohol so i drove drunk probably <laughs> down the bottle that's probably why i passed because like, i was like so relaxed the five milliliter bottle of rescue no, remedy is that is it surely it's not just alcohol no take it with a pinch of salt <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, i'm just thinking is that the only reason it relaxes you because it's just a well, teeny bit alcoholic but well, probably not pro- well it's probably got something to do with it, it but, just it's, it's great it really does help i think i remember before my driving test my driving instructor was like are you nervous and i was like yes and she was like open wide as like your as we were, did that. yeah oh, wow. she was like open wide we'd just pulled up outside the test center and she just dropped rescue remedy onto my tongue and i was like what have you just done to me okay, like why is that kind of sweet i know it was lovely she was the loveliest woman ever but i was yeah. also like have you just poisoned me yeah. <laughs> or is it like a magic driving potion yeah for real but it was rescue remedy and I, I it did work no this is it and going back to the placebo effect like if you think it works and that's great you know just do something that you think might make you feel less nervous mm. and it's, it's like a comfort thing if you do it all the time it's like oh i've got my bottle of rescue remedy you know yeah. i've got it with me so that's a little bit of a comfort thing isn't it yeah it's like things so. that you can cling on to and yeah feel more like grounded absolutely um rescue remedy also do like pastels and other forms of yeah there's lots of other types of rescue remedy that you can get if you go into like a holland and barrett or a boots or whatever yeah so have a look around yeah i also think taking competitions and comp days because a comp day is quite a long day you've got to get up you've got to get ready then you've got to travel to where you're going you've got to get there set up warm up your warm-up might be like stages Mm mm-hmm Go to the cool room, wait for your race, maybe yeah. do a race. And then if it's heats and finals, you might do more than one. Yep. Um, that's a lot of things. If you start the day thinking about all those things mm-hmm. and kind of thinking about it holistically, that can be really overwhelming. And that can be where the nerves come from. It's eight in the morning and you're already thinking about your potential final at five in the afternoon. Yeah. Take it in chunks. Mm-hmm. Just wake up. And congratulate yourself for doing that. Then have yep. your nice breakfast um, and get ready and congratulate yourself for doing that. And then the the journey is like a separate kind of chunk that you've got to take in, like to get to the next level. I like this. It's like a game No, I, with need, I need to think about this, definitely. But uh, I'm so bad for just like thinking about all the things that could go wrong and all the things that are going to happen in that day. Yes. Yeah it's scary life is a game it is it's different <laughs> levels isn't it, it yeah. is. and just combating each level yeah because also 
when you get to, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but once you race, it's like, what on earth was I worried about? Always. And then, and then you're like, why, why was I stressing so much? Like, why was I actually in fight or flight mode? And then you're done. You're like, well, I want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even like drink it in the moment because I was too stressed. And yeah. all I wish I'd just experienced it a yep. little bit more. Every time. It's just so cyclical. Mm. Yeah. That's actually another quite good point. Like, enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. Take little moments during race day comp day match day and just be like this is cool i'm so proud and glad that i get to do this and if you're with a team you can be happy that you're surrounded by your team and that's a nice kind of practice appreciating what you're doing Mm -hmm. and appreciating yourself for doing it absolutely congratulate yourself for for all the little things because you've got there as an athlete or a footballer or a yeah. hockey player you're on the pitch right now you deserve to be there and no one is ever going to be disappointed in you it's like what we do in our house when we cheer each other for little <laughs> tiny things about i don't know if we have sometimes we're all in the lounge right yeah and uh, <laughs> and um we'll be like oh well, what have you done today kieran or what have you done today becca and they'll be like well i went to a lecture and we will we, we will clap our hands cheer so like we're at a concert and yeah. our favorite band has just walked yeah, out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like what did you do today kieran he was like oh yeah fried my bacon roll and we're like and we're like what God, I'm really sorry, headphone <laughs> Trigger warning. But this is great, though. You need to congratulate the small things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think we should round off. I think there's plenty of information yeah, from our insightful brains. Juicy insights there. Hopefully our something wise, can help you. Wise brains. We really are so wise. We have been around for... We have a wealth of experience. 21 trips around the sun wow. doesn't, doesn't get you nothing. Trust. <laughs> We've experienced one pandemic... Four prime ministers. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Three monarchs. No, oh, two, sorry. Um, soon to be. No, oh. I was going to say soon to be three. Delete. <laughs> we need to. Um, yeah, we have. And we've also experienced quite a lot of Olympics. Quite a lot, yes. <laughs> I, I can, and World Cups. You did really good, like, quick maths there, or are those just stats that you have on the tip of your tongue all the time? I think I just remembered them because I was like, wow, we actually have lived through that because it's actually abnormal for most generations. That's the sort of thing that you, you would, like, think about as well. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I know all the kings and queens as well. Henry, Henry, William, William, Henry, Richard, Dunn. Henry, William, I don't know. Henry, Henry, Ed again, and three more Henry Stronder song. Edward, Edward, Richard III, Henry, Henry, Ed again, Mary one, Good Queen Best, Jimmy, Charles and Charles II, Jim, Will, Mary, Anna, Gloria, George, 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 Queen and Victoria. Victoria. Edward VI, Edward, George Seventh, and Queen Liz two, and Charles completes the mix. I had to add that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Ad lib. Well, that was very impressive and cool. Um, Thank you. Um, I think we're going to move on to Would You Rather now. I think we are. <laughs> I have my Would You Rather page crossed off. I hope I don't look at yours. Oh, I've looked at mine. Okay. okay. We, we picked them out before because we realised that flicking through this book is a really risky game. Also, like, the risk factor of disappointment is very high. Yes, exactly. So we've picked our favourites. We don't want to do that for you guys. Hannah Griffin, would you rather be swallowed by a whale but get to live in its belly for three days like Jonah or have a tapeworm living in you for three months? Get swallowed by a whale? That'd be sick, man. Well, probably not completely. Like, it, there would probably be some bad parts. But, yeah. like, it'd be quite roomy. 
Yeah, do you know what I mean? And it'd be like, oh my god, cool, I'm in a whale. Yeah, set up a little like tabletop candlelight, you know, yeah. make it like a living experience. It'd Any be quite other, warm. Like sea creatures that come down and join me. Oh my god, yeah. You'd like, have friends under all the, the time. sea. Under the sea, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, that. <laughs> you'd have like friends that like appear all and, the time. Yeah, and then I'm thinking about the exit strategy through its blowhole. Oh yeah. And then I could yeah, get that, tossed I mean, up in the air. What a way to go! And three days in the whale would so be worth it for that. Tape also tapeworms disgust me. <laughs> like, yeah, knowing that that is inside you is not. I nice. actually don't know if I should say this, but I think I will. Um, I was in a lecture and we were actually learning about tapeworms because we're learning about infectious what diseases. What actually are tapeworms, please? They're literally like parasitic, like living worms that just live in your gut. So, they, is that a common experience for people? Not. Like, not generally, it's normally because they, like, their eggs live in soil or, like, dirty water and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they grow in you and they can grow really long. And the longest ever tapeworm was 33 feet long. Oh. And someone... Oh, my God. No, I thought you were going to say centimetres, not no, feet. It, because you're... Because your intestine is all, like, wiggled up. Yeah. The worm can grow yeah. as oh, long as wow. your intestine... Someone once... Okay, I can cut this out if this is too traumatic. <laughs> Someone once threw up a tapeworm and it kept coming, so they had to bite it off. They had to bite it off. I am so sorry about that. I think ants might be sick. Are you actually okay? <laughs> I actually can't believe her. <gasps> Oh, that's what you learn on a human biology degree, everybody. They actually told you that in a lecture. Yes. She also seemed really quite like excited by it, and I was like, "Girl, that's a sociopath." It was. It's. I'm. It's nine fifty-three in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyway, so that's why I definitely wouldn't want a tape one. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Valid response. Um. Aha. Would you rather? Only be able to communicate by, like, the medium of charades is what's written. Like, kind mm-hmm. of like symbols and sign language, not be able to talk. Yeah. Or only be able to move around by doing cartwheels. Um, Definitely charades, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think, like, no, I can't keep cartwheeling. Like, it's just not socially acceptable. <laughs> like, you say that like you do it a lot anyway. Yeah, 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 that sounds like an agony <laughs> aunt type thing. Um... Yeah, I'd I'd have to. I mean, that's kind of quite normal anyway. Like for people to communicate like that. So yeah, yeah I would true. Like do that's that. a lot. Le- like no one would really bat eye. They they might because <laughs> I have talked my whole life. <laughs> if I came to record the podcast and Alan was like, right, it's going to be a slightly different episode today because yeah. I actually can't speak. It would just be. <laughs> yeah. That I could translate, it would be fine. That's also kind yeah. of beautiful. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to cartwheel because uh, that's fine. Just, I'd be hitting printers and computer screens. Yeah, can you imagine crossing the road? Imagine me trying to get in the exam hall. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you trying to get out the exam oh, <laughs> Raucous. Well, I like that question, thanks. Yeah, we picked good with you others. Um, on that note, I believe it's time to bring the episode to a close. Yes, and I hope you guys have a fantastic week and we'll be mm. back with a special guest um, and we she will 
he she will be revealed in due course so <laughs> yes. look out for that absolutely anything business related we have a new email which will be Woo. in our um, instagram bio where it says contact so contact us there and uh, we will see it because that will just be for businesses purposes absolutely we're women in business now <laughs> yes um thank you so much for listening have a great week and we will see you next wednesday thanks guys see Bye. you later Bye. So you don't miss a thing, remember to follow us on Instagram at Going Off Track Podcast. Remember to leave us a rate and subscribe and follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.